Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Oh, somebody had the volume down. <laughs> you had the volume down. No, Everybody's I hear fine. you when you started. Start over again. I think it was just a, it was one of your best starts ever, and people should have a chance to hear it. Go ahead. Greetings. Welcome on board. That'd be KOK's live telephone talk show. You're listening Gee, I now? think I've heard that before. Right. No, I think you didn't hear it Many before times. is the problem. All right. Well, across from me is Joe. He's deep, but that's all right. Hey, what'd you say there, son? Love him anyway. And on the other side of the glass is Miss. Oh, what's his name? I just Kevin. Yeah, that's right. I just talked Mr. to him yesterday. Kevin, uh, Kevin Her, super guy. He's a elected leader in the local fine local communities around Not here. Just the elected leader. He's the council president in Danville. Play. Uh, let's see. Play by play, maestro for Shikolami Sports and other events. He's even done wrestling once in a while if Steve is busy or something. So that's uh, Kevin, just a super guy, and he's a fisherman. He caught his limit on Saturday, trout fishing, so good for him. He was Maybe uh, you ought to take that up instead of deer hunting. You don't do very well at deer hunting. Maybe <laughs> there's a fish dumb enough out there somewhere to jump onto your line. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot more of them. They, they stock millions of trout statewide, so I think the You're odds... You're lucky. Your odds are probably much better. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I probably would. They don't stock deer around here, unfortunately. So, yeah, that doesn't help That's me That's about too much. the only way you'll get one, if they have a preserve. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I get one every other year, but you think it's like this terrible bad streak. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free line. Uh, we're going to start out with open phones on this Monday morning, and we'd love to hear from you hear what you have to say. You can email us at onthemarket.kok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Joe McGranahan is across from me, a veteran uh, elected leader in our community, right now mayor of Shemokandam. He was a council member in Shemokandam. He was a council member in Chambersburg. Any other elected positions that you've had around here? I was council president for 12 years. That's elected within the council. Okay. So but yeah. other than that, no, I, I prefer local government. Okay. Super duper. Yeah. You, had a, uh, you were encouraged one time to run for state house. That's true. Why didn't you do that? Well, because I had to decide whether I was going to be a broadcaster or a politician. Mm -hmm. I decided I was going to be a broadcaster. Okay. So and now look at you. <laughs> now look at me here. 60 years later. No, still, 50 years later. Still, still uh, doing it. Still broadcasting in order to cobble enough money to pay the rent. Oh, that's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quit. What was that song Ernie Ford sang? 16 tons of number nine coal. I sold my soul to the company store. You're right. So here you are. You're back here. No pension. No 
You can't get rid of me. Nope, and you're still living in the company house. <laughs> right. All right. So anyway, no, none of that, none of those preceding remarks are true, except for the fact that Joe is here. All right. Uh, we can talk about the issues if you wish uh, that you want to. Uh, Joe brought in a clipping from Oberlin College. It's in hot water. It sounds like Oberlin's to the point where sometimes when you're being sued and you fight and you fight and you fight, some have to have, sometimes you just have to say, oh my gosh, it looks like we were wrong. So that moment could be coming. So we can talk about yeah, that. We covered that story earlier. This is a, right, a, we an talked addition about that. to it. Yeah. That's, and it's a fascinating uh, let's see story. what else. Uh, President Biden uh, talking about different things and uh, <laughs> President Zelensky of Ukraine spoke to the Grammys last night. So maybe that's of interest to folks. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Let's see what else is cooking around here. Bids went out for the southern section of the CSVT. The apparent low bid went to Joe McGranahan. That's right. I'm construction. digging personally. <laughs> yeah. So you have $150 million. If this works out, you can retire from the show. Yeah, it's going to take me a long time to do all the digging necessary, though. But <laughs> You don't have any backhoes or anything, right? No, no, no. Can you borrow the burrows? Uh, maybe, <laughs> with a little luck. <laughs> They'll rent it to you. You can go to West Branch Rental. They have everything up they there. They do indeed. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. we got some calls coming in, so we'll go to the phone. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hello? No, uh, there there's, there's teachers resigning their positions or t- saying they're going to resign their positions because they can't talk about their private life to the kids in kindergarten or third grade. Now, it would be the, you know, the same-sex partner people and the trans people and that. They're, they're, they're complaining because, you know, they can't teach that stuff to the kids. So, well, they don't but teach so it, but they, they can't, can't do that. Stan, quit. Stan, they don't teach it, but they can't talk about it. Is what they're concerned about. Right, talk, teach it. You know that should not be anywhere near a kid's brain. That kind of stuff, nowhere. Okay. Now, as the kids get older, you know they become older. They learn. You know they hear about things and they they want. They're curious about things. But you're molding minds in the kindergarten to third grade. If they don't know about it, they don't need to. Okay. But if you, and, if you and what, disc- what, what would the purpose <laughs> of anyone teaching this to kids other than to groom them and prepare them and make it think that this stuff is all normal? So you think all gays are pedophiles? Is that what you're saying? They're grooming kids if they talk about it. To a point, yeah. There's no reason for no? it okay. because when I was in school. Okay, I didn't know anything about what a teacher did in the weekend or nothing. Didn't care. It was none of my <laughs> business, and they didn't come in and announce what they did. Okay, okay, I don't know how it was when you were in school. I'm assuming it's probably similar. Well, first of all, all gays aren't pedophiles. They probably have the same rate of pedophilia okay. as the general. Oh, hold on, as the general public, I know that that's a misperception that uh, folks that don't know anything about this think. You know, if if you happen to like a same-sex partner, you're a pedophile, and that all your conversations with anybody underage are grooming. But that's false information. Just for you now, you're not going to buy it. But that is true. It is all false information. So where do you get your information that it's false? Well, it's it's crime statistics from the nation show there's no greater a level of pedophilia. Now, I'm sure there's just a gay teacher somewhere in the entire globe that turned out to be a pedophile. So, uh, just as there I mean, are, I, I, there are indiv- Catholic priests who turned out to be pedophiles. Right. So I wouldn't it, hold teachers general, to a higher standard. Well, that's probably a higher percentage than normal people. But anyway, so, yep, sorry, Stan, sorry to burst your bubble, but uh, gays no, aren't you pedophiles. Didn't, you, didn't, you didn't burst my bubble, Mark, because I still want to know why 
these people think they need to tell kindergartners through third grade. That's what the law is in Florida that they can't be talking about. Why they need to. Why they think they need to do it. That's what I want to know. Well, I think there's what things the that come up. I think there's things that come up in conversations in school that relate to family life. That would be it. I mean, that would be the only but reason. The, unless Florida you had the law does not ban casual conversations about these things. It just states that they cannot be. Taught. No, but Stan is right. There are teachers who, particularly those who are gay, who are concerned about. You know, are they going to get fired if somebody asks, "Hey, who's that picture of a student on your desk?" And it happens to be a man. If it's a male teacher and that's his husband, uh, if a student asks who that is, have the you ever seen a picture of a spouse on a desk of a teacher in, uh, in look, your life? I Joe, never did. This is a real concern. Stan is 100% right that there are teachers very concerned about this. I didn't know that any resigned, but he says that's real too. So, uh, well, well, I was an NBC report. Okay, okay. yep. So NBC we'll assume that's that uh, out there. <laughs> so I don't know if it's 100% true. You know, we are talking NBC, right. and we do know how they do have spread some fake news in the past. Right. But irregardless. Personal lives of teachers just keep it out of the classroom. They don't need pictures of anybody <clears throat> on their desk or anything. They just yeah. need to teach the kids what they need to know. Reading, writing, arithmetic. That's it. Put an apple there and just leave it there and just leave <laughs> it at that. Okay, well, that's probably what teachers will have to do if they're concerned about that. But the thing is, a teacher has no business talking about things that are parents' responsibility. If, if a parent Agreed. asks, a, if a child asks a question of a teacher, I think the teacher's obligation is to say, that's something you should talk over with your mom and dad, and if you need me to mention it to them that you want to talk about it, I will. But, you know, it's not a subject for the classroom here. All right. Yeah, and that's what the law well, states, uh, age appropriate. Uh, no, but nowhere in the law, Mark, does it say anything about not saying gay, okay? That's the big lie. The big lie that the news media is putting out there. There's absolutely nothing in the law that says that. Well, we debunked okay? that last week. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah, but uh, the other problem is these school districts that kids are, I guess what do they call it, gender dysphoria. They're confused about what they may or may not be. I don't know why, but whatever. They go to the school or the counselor, and they talk to a counselor, and they keep it a secret from the parents. There's a lawsuit going on, I think it's in St. Petersburg, Florida, I think, school district, where uh, a daughter of a mother, their parents are suing, you know, she was went to the mother and said that she was thinking this way. So they got her some, you know, psychiatric treatment, you know, counseling. But the kid went to school and said something to the the school, and, and they brought her into the three, from what I understand, from what I heard, the... Officials at the school took her into a room. There was three of them in there, and they asked her how she wanted to be addressed, what her name would be, and blah, 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 and uh, never called the parents or did anything but until the kid went into, got into the car and told her mom that, that hey, I changed my name to so-and-so in school. And and when, she, when the parent called the school up and asked them about it, they said they couldn't disclose what was said in that meeting, huh. okay? That's the problem. Okay, where where's where's the parents' rights with their when it comes to their kids? In school or out of school, where's the rights? If that's the crap that's going to go on. Is there would there I'm I'm not saying that what happened there is right if the, like you say if the description that you've received is is right. But uh, let me ask you this before we go to the next caller. Would there be any circumstances at all whatsoever, any time period, where a student confines a teacher 
confides in a teacher that the teacher could somehow respond appropriately but not tell the parents. So if, I, you know, anything, is there anything a student could tell a teacher in confidence that would stay in confidence? Or does yeah, everything... Yeah, the child ha- was abused. Actually abused. Okay. Exactly. Oh, okay, abuse, okay. Now gotcha. that's the law. Physical abuse. All right, so there's one. Any other ones? I mean, they're, they're actually... No, that would be pretty much the big one. Okay. Teachers gotcha. are mandatory reporters. They have to report Abuse, that. Right. right. No argument there. Okay, we got you. Well, they don't have to tell the parents. that they're, they're not mandatory reporters to the parents. No, it's to law enforcement. No, reporters to law There's no That's obligation I mean. for teachers to tell parents. I just pointed that out. That's what I was saying. Get those funnels out of your ears. <laughs> well, you're being very vague today. <laughs> no, I wasn't. All right, we got you, Stan. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Appreciate the call. Right. All right. Back to the phone line. Tom, you're on the mark. Yeah, it was nice to hear from Emmett again. But, uh... <laughs> Clowns, right, Emmett. I you're thinking you. Emmett Kelly, the great world-famous clown who is no longer with us yes. and hasn't been for Dan quite a while. Dan is representative of a <laughs> wide swath of our region. He's, he's not a clown. He's just a good conservative listener like you. No. Well, Tom's anyway, I'd like to update the people that don't pay attention to politics on, on Fast Freddie Keller. Now, he voted against the infrastructure bill. Then he voted against the CARES Act, which then he went up to Danville and, and was, was at a dinner or something like that to celebrate to celebrate that they got uh, this uh, high-speed Internet through the CARES Act, which he voted against. Now, he voted against uh, lowering insulin prices to $35 for everybody. And even Dan Muser voted yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is bad. Well, Dan Muser's running for re-election, so that might have something to do with his votes. Well, yeah, you know, but I mean, this is when you can't even vote for something like that. And the excuses that Republicans were giving were, well, they didn't get rid of the middleman, the middleman, and that's and and they're gonna and then they're just gonna raise the prices up, you know, the premiums up to pay for it. Well, the, well, the whole thing is is the middle the the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies all know who the middlemen are because they're going through them. So if they want to get rid of the middlemen. If they want to get rid of the middlemen that are making all this money for doing nothing, they can very easily do it because they all know who they are. So to make that the excuse as to the reason why they vote no, I mean, it's ridiculous. I guess there was 100 and 193 of them voted no of the Republicans, and 13 of them voted yes, and uh, Dan Muser was one of them. Why is it ridiculous no. to want to get rid of the middleman? And you say <laughs> you say they can do it easily. Well, if if, they, if it's a good idea to get rid of them, then why wouldn't a vote no because it didn't get rid of them be a good vote? Because they can get rid of they can get rid of them. Why 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 who's why they? Should the who's, government step in and get rid of them? Who's I don't they? Know, know if they even could. Who's they, Tom? But what they are you talking about? The. Uh, the insurance companies and the uh, pharmaceutical companies. They know who the middlemen guys are. They're sure. going through them. All right, but... <laughs> so they can get rid of them. There's no reason why why they have to vote no because they say it doesn't get rid of the middleman. Well, then let the insurance companies 
and let the pharmaceutical companies get rid of the middlemen. Well, they then know why who they are. They know who okay. they are because they're going through them. Why haven't they done that, Tom, if it's such a good idea? Well, I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is the... Uh, this is a private sector that you say works better than the government. So you tell me why they didn't get rid of them. Well, I mean, you're the one that says it's a, an issue. Well, well, you tell me. Well, I'm, I ask you to tell me. All right, moving on. Well, what I don't else know. you got? I don't know. What else you got, Tom? That's that's about it. Or you won't have Congressman Keller to kick around much anymore. He's not going to be. The well, that's good because he he has not done one thing for this for this area. And if anybody can name one thing, I'd like to hear it. One thing that he did that affected this area that made it better. Well, he, he got very close to President Trump and still believes the election was stolen. Well, yeah, right. That's, that's, that was really good. <laughs> well, if think, you're conservative, it might Keller be. Is, if you ever look at his uh, Facebook and stuff like that and Twitter, he's all the time putting stuff on. Right. I really think the guy's pushing to be a lobbyist. Look, what, what Fred Keller has done for this district, I mean, you, you could, if you were objective, you could find many, many things. He has worked very tirelessly to represent the people of this district. He's given up a lot of his personal time. You make fun of him going to these events, but he, every congressman, every state representative gives up so much of their time. Well, tell me, tell me something that he accomplished. Well, he accomplished a great deal. Like what? Well, I don't know. You, you told me you don't know about why they didn't uh, eliminate the middle. Well, I don't know. I know what he didn't accomplish. He voted against the, the uh, infrastructure bill, which he could have got credit for that. He voted against the CARES Act. He voted against... Now he voted against the... Uh, uh, insulin bill. Do you read every every, I mean, every ever the daily the item? I ever see anything that he voted for in the paper, it's something that's silly, that that... <laughs> 400 other people voted for it. There's no controversy on it. It'd be like 400 people voted, 400 senators or congressmen voted for it. I mean, anything like, you know, like the infrastructure, nope, 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 nope. I mean, when you can't even vote, when you can't even vote to, to lower insulin to $35 to help people out, that's, that's sad. Well, there's more to it than that, yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I didn't... Yeah, Congressman I know there Ke is. I think, the guy's, I think the guy is pushing to be a lobbyist. Well, I was just going to say, he's if you're going to count be, out Congressman Keller, you can forget it. He's going to be a lobbyist for the medical for profession or the gas and oil. You Con watch. That's what he's pushing Or maybe for. the lumber industry. is well familiar with that, so that could, that could work. Yeah, and, he's, and, he's and only 50-something, so he'll like be back. Either. I've seen your, your kid's stuff on Twitter, too. Your kid has no love for Fred Keller. My kid? I think he's talking about my son. Oh, oh, I got you. Okay, Mike, sorry. Mike, I got Mike you. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. He has no love for Fred Well, Keller. a lot of people are irritated with Congressman Keller. <laughs> it's not just a young world. There's grown-ups, too. There's 60-something people who, 60-year-old uh, people who uh, aren't happy with him. Yeah, I would think that uh, if uh, you took a poll of Congressman Keller, you'd probably find half the district isn't happy with what he's done and voted and all that. But the other half, mostly Republicans, would put him back if they could. But you don't worry, Tom. You will hear from him again. He's only 50-something, so he will be back. Thank you, well, Tom. I, I hope not. <laughs> I, hope they, I hope if they come, if he comes back, he's a dog catcher for Snyder County or something like that. I think he could handle that. Thank you, Tom. And if the bill, I mean, the Republicans who voted against the bill, and the House and Senate have generally opposed it because it could raise insurance premiums for consumers and costs for insurers. So 
again, we go back to, and it's terrible to say, who should pay for the insulin? The person who needs it, or should we all pay for it? 1-800-795-9565 if you have Joe's answer and you're informed on this topic or you wish to raise up another one, feel free to do so. 1-800-795-9565. And there's... Oh, okay. No, go ahead. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Tell me something good. Keyword, tell me, from uh, Mr. Kevin. What our friend Tom ignores is some serious facts, like the New York Times reported that the bill, the bill to cap insulin costs of, what, 35 bucks, would help consumers but would not reduce the amounts paid to companies that make insulin. Insurance companies would have to pay a larger part of the cost. Gee, Tom, what do you think would happen if the insurance companies have to pay a larger part of the cost? They'd use some of their They'll profits ra- to yeah, absorb right. They'll the They'll raise the their rates to consumers. Or they do what they're supposed to do, make medicine affordable? But then on know. the other hand, one of the final health care actions made by the Trump administration was rescinded by the Biden administration and it fin- would have finalized a rule that directed the Department of Health and Human services to take action to require that federally qualified health centers make insulin and injectable uh, (laughs) epinephrine Epinephrine, right available to certain patients at 340 B prices the Biden administration delayed the rule twice before it became effective on July 20 that's not the most most recently though on April Fool's Day ironically the House of Representatives passed a bill that would limit the cost of insulin to $35 per month for Americans with health insurance The Affordable Insulin Act was approved 293 to 193 with Congressman Keller voting no on that measure. Twelve Republicans uh, voted for the bill. Of course, Keller wasn't one of them. The bill, and Congressman Muser was one of them. The bill now moves to the U.S. Senate where it would need some Republican support in order to pass. And that's where we are. We're left there. But our good caller aptly pointed out that Congressman Keller voted no on that and uh, concerned about what insurance costs overall. Like Fred voted no because he was trying to grab something for himself. That's what it <laughs> sounded like. He voted no because he realized it would raise the cost to insur- the insurance companies, and that would be passed on to consumers. All right. One of the smartest women in the world sends us this note, upper right-hand corner. So I'm listening to Tom. Yes, Fred voted against capping the price of insulin. In his weekly email letter, he said he's very much in favor of keeping Social Security, Medicaid, and regulating drug prices. Yet what is it, Fred? We can be glad uh, he chose not to run, uh, but not sure it's not the end of him. Right. He'll be back. He's only 50-something. And then uh, maybe if the Democrats put up a bill that doesn't have all the extraneous BS, they'd get some support. Okay. 
Good point. And one of our listeners says, as we started to allude, President Trump negotiated insulin prices down, but by executive order, President Biden refused to allow them to stand. Yeah, and that's what put us where we are now with Congress. Oh, but Tom's moral again. outrage on Joe Biden is nowhere to be found. He, he saves it all for Fred Keller. <laughs> well, that seems appropriate. Uh, that's no, fine. That's the, no, no, he's in the right. Tom's in the right. All right, 1-800-795-9565. One of our uh, emailers says, Tom only reads headlines. Doesn't read the rest of the story. All right, well, that might be. Who knows? All right, 1-800-795-9565. Write that down. You will need that uh, during the next hour. Joe, you brought some topics with you. Mention one briefly here, but I have to do the good car commercial. Oberlin College is facing a $31 million payday or payout that it has to make because of what it did to a bakery in Oberlin, Ohio. All right. So we'll talk about this. And as you remember, some students protested in front of the bakery. Well, they protested because of what happened. Uh, A black student stole a bottle of wine and he was chased down by the owner of the bakery's son. A black shoplifter. A black shoplifter. Not just a student. He's a shoplifter. Well, a shoplifting student. All right. There you go. Well, (laughs) no, he's probably already knows out of shoplift. All right. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. They're our great sponsor. And boy, I'll tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, you see a lot of vacancies on the lot right now, but they do have some brand new vehicles for sale. And they got the allocations. They could do something that you just simply can't do elsewhere. And that's order a very specific vehicle from Dearborn, Michigan. So you'll get it right from Detroit. And this will be a vehicle that uh, will be tricked out to your specifications. Yes, there's a waiting list, but you're going to get the color and the interior and the engine and the mileage and the size bed and the back of the truck or uh, the comfortable screen in the front or the electric vehicle or the Explorer Expedition 250, Edge, Escape, Echo, 150, Ranger, Maverick, Bronco, full-size, Bronco Sport, Mustang E or Mach-E, and this would be the what you want. They're going to use their allocations to super serve you as they've been doing, and some vehicles have a four- to six-week wait. Some vehicles have a four- to six month wait. It just depends on which one you want. But you're going to find out why they won the President's Award again. And that is that they got a lot of experience super serving customers, however it works. You can't go to a lot of car companies and say, I'd like to order one from the factory. But you can do that at the Sunbury Motor Company and they will super serve you as they have done for decades. SunburyMotors.com. You can even say they've been super, super serving people for a century. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Anyway, welcome back to WKOK's live <laughs> telephone talk show on the mark. Joe, if you need to know any more truths, just ask me while I still sure, know everything. Let's do some more gossip. Turn <laughs> off the mics and keep going. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. We are talking about Kevin behind his back. We got to see him yesterday in action. And uh, keyword, in-action. So, in-action. Right. In-action or in-action? <laughs> 
<laughs> on the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family. Doing as little as possible. Exactly. That would okay. be inaction. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. On the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, they are just the opposite of inaction. They are in action for you, making sure that they super serve you in whatever is ne- way is necessary. SunburyMotors.com or just go down there and say, I need to talk to Jason. If you need one of the Hyundais, uh, they'll hook you up. Or uh, let's see. You can look at Consumer Reports. The auto issue came out. And there's two Sunbury Motor Con- Company vehicles uh, that are in the top ten of all of the hundreds and hundreds of vehicles and types and different species around the globe today. Two of the top ten are sold by the Sunbury Motor Company, the Mustang Mach-E and uh, one of the Hyundais. And I forget which one now. Isn't that funny? But in any event, uh, it's an opportunity for you to save a lot of money at the Sunbury Motor Company. Yeah, we'll elaborate on uh, the particular uh, vehicle tomorrow that's uh, there. So, Oh, the Kia Telluride. I'm sorry, it wasn't a Hyundai. It's a Kia Telluride, which had a 97 in their score out of 100. Only a Tesla's ever gotten that high on their scoring at Consumer Reports. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Had a conversation about Congressman Keller and his votes. One of our listeners doesn't agree with those. And uh, talked about some Florida teachers who say they're very concerned uh, if they happen to be married in a same-sex situation uh, that they would uh, well have to be very careful about what they would ever allude to about their family when they're teaching. So they'll just have to keep that out of the classroom. What about the heterosexual teachers. Are they allowed to come in and talk no, about how they spent uh, their weekend? Th- there wouldn't be any restriction there. It wouldn't be concerned that it would violate those rules. But yeah, it stands in safe ground saying there's really not, you can't go too far into any of this stuff in kindergarten. So, Obviously, you shouldn't. Uh, Alright, you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. We do have some uh, texts and so uh, one is not from Stan, so we'll <laughs> read that out loud. All clear on Route 15 southbound in the Winfield area after a blockage earlier today because of an overturned tractor trailer truck. All those lanes are now open. A lot of election officials are doing scrambling to make sure that they're ready for the get the mail-in ballots out as soon as possible. Nate Savage is director of elections in Northumberland County. He says they had trouble getting ready because of the redistricting fights. We're the ones that always get caught in the middle. We as election officials in Northumberland County, at least, we always try to get our mail-in ballots out to the public about six weeks ahead of an election. This one put it at about four. Now the good news is the mail's been traveling much more quickly than it was last year. And he says that uh, mail-in ballots in Northumberland County should be mailed out by the third week of this month. In Snyder County, Caleb Schaefer, director of elections, says in about two weeks, they too should be able to start the sending of mail-in ballots. What they'll do is they'll mail them out as soon as they come off the truck from the printer. They should be able to overcome any of the issues that have popped up to keep the spring primary going. Uh, Believe it or don't, we've gotten two news releases from Sealance Grove Police in the past week. One says they busted three out-of-staters for selling pounds of marijuana on the Susquehanna University campus. And the three are from Maryland and New Jersey. Cops purchased a half pound of marijuana during their undercover operation. Police say more arrests are possible there. And that destructive fire officially labeled as suspicious. Tom Garlick told us on Saturday, quote, We are reviewing surveillance footage from various locations near the scene as well as conducting interviews of potential witnesses pre 
proceeding and up to the discovery of the fire. At this point, we have nothing else to report, but the investigation will continue in the coming weeks, unquote. Uh, you contact Seals Group Police if you have even a molecularly small clue that might help in then that suspicious fire investigation there. In case you haven't heard, Pennsylvania U.S. Senator Pat Toomey, a Republican, announced Sunday his decision on the nomination of Katanji Brown-Jackson. Senator Toomey has announced he will oppose her nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court. He says, quote, while Judge Jackson undoubtedly has an impressive educational and professional background, her ability, or I'm sorry, her inability to define her own judicial philosophy makes it difficult to understand how she might approach the most important cases facing the nations today, tomorrow, and far into the future. Uh, unquote. Uh, so you can sh- read more of Senator Toomey's statement at uh, WKOK.com. And uh, finally, the anti-parasitic drug ivermectin does not reduce the risk of hospitalization from COVID-19, according to a study published by the New England Journal of Medicine. The study serves as more evidence of what health officials have been saying all along that is useless when it comes to fighting the pandemic. uh, The FDA said the cow and horse dewormer shouldn't be used to treat COVID. In a larger study, researchers in Brazil studied more than 1,300 patients, half of whom received ivermectin and the other half of placebo. In their conclusion, the authors said treatment with ivermectin did not result in a lower incidence of medical admission to a hospital due to progression of COVID-19 or a prolonged emergency department observation among outpatients with an early diagnosis of COVID-19. But everybody had a lack of worms. Right. They were, they were worm-free. <laughs> worm-free. They, you know, that is really not covered by this story. You're excellent. Good point. They've been worm-free for months. Well, I know. I mean, there's an added benefit that... All right. Everybody gets. Uh, on the topic of Congressman Keller, one of our good listeners. Oh, no, on the topic of the insulin Well, vote. of course, that's related to Congressman Keller's vote. Right. One of our emailers or texters says, is Tom okay with the pharmaceutical companies making trillions with the COVID vax? Mm-hmm. Good question. And did Tom read the insulin bill Muser voted against? There was an inst- um, one he voted against? Uh, no, he voted for it. Congressman okay. Muser voted for okay. it. If Muser voted against a Democrat bill, it was probably the language buried deep in the law, not just the tagline spread on the mainstream media. And this is to Stan's call. I'm gay and am not a pedophile, and for you to accuse me or any one of us is hateful. What about all these Boy Scouts and Catholic priests, I <laughs> suspect he meant there? Right. 150-word limit. Okay, well, it, it got cut off. It's not, I didn't cut it off. It got cut off by the... What about all these cathos? Cathos. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know those cathos, we can't trust them. Right, 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 right. So, all right, 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. Joe, you were telling us Oberlin College is really, yeah, is it looks like they're going to have to admit soon that they were in the wrong. Now, Oberlin College in Ohio suffered another legal blow in its years-long battle to overturn a jury decision that found the college defamed a local bakery with an Ohio appeals court upholding a previous $25 million judgment awarded to a local business that claims the college committed libel against it. In 2016, Alan Gibson, the 
the son of Gibson's Bakery and Food Mart owners David and Ellen Gibson, chased down and tackled a black student who he suspected of stealing a bottle of wine. Two black students at Oberlin College who were friends of the individual who stole the bottle of wine became involved in the physical incident. All three students were arrested, according to court documents, and pleaded guilty to misdemeanor charges. The bakery's owner sued Oberlin College in 2017, claiming that the school had libeled them and said that their business was harmed by their actions. In a Thursday, um, Thursday 9th District Court of Appeals ruling, which was unanimous, the three-judge panel rejected Oberlin College's claims and upheld a previous ruling that the college is responsible for the Gibson's legal fees, which amount to $6.3 million. Whoa. That's Whoa. we got to get in the law profession. <laughs> the previous ruling also awarded $25 million to the bakery in damages. Lorain County Judge John Mirald initially awarded over $40 million to the bakery, but was later brought down to $25 million. <laughs> Well, that seems reasonable. <laughs> the appeals ruling denied Oberlin College's request for a new trial, while also rejecting a claim by the bakery's owners that the amount awarded does not go far enough in punishing the school. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Oberlin College officials say they're reviewing their options, but are disappointed. Following the shoplifting incident, Oberlin College students protested outside the bakery during the protest. Oberlin College Vice President and Dean of Students, Meredith Ramondo, handed out flyers stating that the bakery is, quote, a racist establishment with a, a history of racial profiling and discrimination. Court documents also show the college resources were used to print the flyers and buy food and other supplies for the protesters. The college also stopped buying food from the bakery. In addition, the Oberlin College Student Senate passed a resolution accusing the bakery owners of being racist, which was emailed to all the students. And Oberlin College has dedicated an entire webpage to the lawsuit. This is what's wrong, you know. The kid obviously did something wrong. It didn't have to become a big deal. You know, the fact that other students protested out in front of there leads me to believe they weren't aware of the circumstances. What were they protesting? That a kid can't get away with stealing a bottle of wine from a bakery? So the college uh, went off half-cocked. Is that a way to say it? Well, they certainly they didn't <laughs> displayed have all the a lack of judgment. Well, right. I think they had the information. I don't think they cared. I think they felt that they were sticking up for their students mm -hmm. by declaring the bakery was racist for the guy running down uh, a kid mm -hmm. who was stealing mm -hmm. a bottle of wine. Who he suspected of stealing wine. I don't think the kid took the wine. I he think did. his buddies took it. Oh, no, it says, well, the story here is a little confusing because oh, okay. it says, uh, where is it here? Uh, all right, it says, uh, chased down and tackled a black student who he suspected of stealing a bottle of wine. Then it says, two black students at Oberlin College who were friends of the individual who stole the bottle of wine became involved. Okay. So apparently they were trying to cover their their rear ends on the first part of the story by saying apparently or allegedly. Okay. So uh, they, their the assumption was that if they, they just chased down anybody who was black until they found one that was had carrying a bottle, a bottle of wine. Of wine. With them, okay, right. well, that's They ridiculous. didn't do that. Yeah, they're definitely in the wrong there. But the college has to know all the facts if they're going to participate. Well, what happened was you probably had some person like this dean of students going off half-cocked. And, of course, that's he represents the school, school under those circumstances. So he's part and parcel of the whole university. Well, anyway, as I said in, our, in my preamble to this, at some point, 
fight, when you're in a legal fight, you just have to admit you're wrong, pay your fine, and move That's on. Pretty to, big fine. Well, forty-one million dollars. Thirty-one. Well, I'm Thirty-one. Sure, Thirty. I'm sure they have insurance for it. Errors and omissions. Not that much, I wouldn't think. That's a pretty hefty judgment. Oh, okay. Well, they certainly have an endowment. I'm so sure that that's where that they can from. draw some money from there. But um, but and then you can put in place things to make sure this never happens again. That you know your dean of students has a, a discernment process before he six students on a place, and that you don't call a business racist without verifiable actual proof. And why you're claiming that certain businesses are racist well, in the first place. they dealt with the bakery for years, buying certain products from right. them. Right. Well, and the all students of a sudden, they, love they it. claim that they had a, uh, a long record of racial discrimination. Oh, okay. and all, the, all, of a sudden, right. all of a sudden, we're fed up. <laughs> right. You know, and, and it's sad because that's what we've come to in this country. I mean, race is a part of everything. I wouldn't care whether the kid was black, white, green, yellow, whatever. If he stole a bottle of wine, he's guilty of shoplifting, and he should be arrested and face the consequences. And the fact that the owner chased him down, if you steal something from me, am I not allowed to chase you and try to get my property back? Mm, not if, unless you're uh, not 100% sure about it. I mean, if you're 100% certain, but you can't just go out and tackle well, the first uh, black on. person that you see. The kid was in the store. The bottle of wine disappeared. The guy chased him. He didn't go out chasing random black people down the street hoping to find one with a bottle of wine. Are you certain? Yeah, I'm pretty certain. I okay. don't think the judge would have awarded $25 million in damage if no, he thought the well, college no, I, was, I, I, thought I, the bakery was wrong. I hate to tell you this, but my my view, and I am a very trained legal expert. Oh, are you? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes. I, I bow to your superior wit, wisdom, and intellect. Um, I think the uh, tackling is separate from the lawsuit. You know, tackling is incidental. That's what led to all the words. But the university's in the wrong. Even if that student had been stone cold guilty of shoplifting the university, he was still out of line. They were. But why would why would you encourage the students to protest? Why would they protest? Well, because in they the went first off half-cocked, and the dean of right. students is encouraging them. That's exactly right. So they so. maybe they wouldn't have protested if the dean of students had and hadn't done all this stuff, and the college hadn't come out and said this is a racist bakery, and we're not going to buy from them anymore. And and then they supplied the food and resources <laughs> necessary to keep for the going. students to and protest. And the signage and the copier and the printing office. I'm sorry. As far as I'm concerned, Oberlin College, get your checkbook out. Right. And yep. make it for the full 31 point whatever million dollars, 31.3 million dollars. <laughs> and plus, what is it, 25 million for the bakery also? or 25 million for the bakery and 6.3 million for, oh, legal, for the legal fees. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you and I have to be lawyers. <laughs> $6.3 million. Boy, I'd say somebody milked this That's deal. a payday. Now, the question becomes, Does the um, do the lawyers get part of the $25 million? If it's a contingency case, they might oh, stand to get a third of that. Mm, I would think not under these circumstances. This well, is a little bit different than a than is like a product liability situation or something. Where that would be another seven million or so for them. All right, all right. Well, if you have an opinion about this, we'd love to hear from you. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We do have an email from E B. That uh, let's see, I word I see the word President Trump in there. Oh yes, so of course. With E B, there's always the word President <laughs> Trump in there. And we have two other emails, so we'll try to get to those ASAP. But we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've talked about Oberlin College and uh, going off half-cocked, and uh, I think now it's time for them to pay up would be Lawrence's worthless view if you are not. No, I thought you just said you were a legal expert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I am. Just ask me. Anything else you need to know? No. You get another speeding ticket. Come to me. Do not hire another lawyer. But, you know, it, it, again, we, we talk so much about these racial issues. And the other story I had that I thought was interesting. Well, don't get to okay. it yet. Read that. All right. If he wasn't guilty, why did he run? Well, there's a good question. Well, and, and again, that could be. But guilt doesn't have anything to do with the, the school's liability. They kind of took it on as a as a project to smear the baker. Well, bear bear in mind that the kids all pled guilty. All three of them pled guilty. Eventually, right. Right. So well, misdemeanor they admitted, charges related to it, but not necessarily shoplifting. Well, that's what they. Well, <laughs> that's what he was charged with. Well, no, but they got in a, in a melee, so they might have pleaded guilty to misdemeanor charges related to the melee that didn't have anything to do with shoplifting. I'm just saying, and maybe it was shoplifting. Uplifting. But I'm just saying. I All right, think we got to take the break. Hold that other clipping. We got EB's email. We're going to read that. Oh, there's a text and two other emails and a call coming in. So we're lighting them up here, folks. Call us now, 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Always appropriate bumper music. Kevin Hur, fabulous guy, played by... <laughs> There's the wine. Thank you. <laughs> I knew why you were playing with it. We heard it. I thought he was going to come back with, I fought the law and the law won. One of our good person that says this is a positive outcome at Oberlin College said... Finally, a glimmer of justice in our legal system. All right. On the line now, Cindy, thank you for waiting through the break. You're on the mark. Let's extrapolate this whole thing a little farther. So the university has to pay this Mongo uh, bill, and then where does this money come from? Well, they charge their customers more. Their customers are who? Because they're not going to cut the faculty pay to cover this. They're not going to reduce their health insurance. You know, they're not going to reduce the compensation to the president and administration. So they have no choice but to turn to their customers. And those customers, of course, are the students. And the students say, OMG, how am I going to pay for this added cost in tuition? I know, I'll take out a student loan. And so they take out a higher student loan. And then they go down to Congress and bellyache that they have too much student debt. And Congress says, oh, well, that's just terrible. Let's make all the taxpayers pay for your student (laughs) debt by canceling it. So, you know, this is, uh, people rejoice in these giant fees, but the 
fact is that you're the one who's paying it. Well, maybe this is where you get attorney readers involved. Cliff always talks about the fact that when he does a settlement, he makes sure that it comes out of certain funds, like he would mandate that it came from the uh, endowment fund of the school and not it, not tied tuition. And then he'd tie into, too, if you're going to admit guilt, lower tuition 1% across the board, something like that. So this sounds like it would be a creative opportunity for But on the other hand, Cindy, should a, should a college like that be allowed to basically destroy a local business? No. Oh, no. I do believe that they're liable. I'm just saying. The cons- you know, it isn't. The, my point here is that just as the issue came up about the insulin, sure, we can cap the price of insulin, but if you, and it was only capped for people who had health insurance. The people who really struggle with it are the uninsured, and they did nothing for them, right? But who's going to pay for that added cost? No, it does not. We live under the illusion that then either the pharmaceutical corporation and or the insurance company pays for it, and that's not true. They just shift the cost to who? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> the other people who pay for this who are the people who buy health insurance and the taxpayers who cover Medicare Medicaid. Right. That's who pays for it. Right. So, you know, we got to stop living under the illusion that that uh, we are actually making these uh, high profile mega million billion companies pay for it because we're not. Well, and all the way That's back around to the telephone call, uh, Congressman Keller voted no on that. Joe, didn't you read that that's why he voted no? Was right, it was raising the cost of insurance programs. Right. Because Which he is just like what they did with Obamacare. Remember, oh, no, 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 no. This is going to save you money on your health insurance. Remember that? Yep. And it did not. It raised the cost of health insurance. Now, some people got not costing them health insurance. We increased the number of people who are on free health insurance through the government, which is not actually free, but is paid for by your neighbor. That happened. <laughs> it, caught, it drove up, the, because they plussed up the kind of benefits your insurance had to have, it drove up the cost for healthy young people enormously, enormously. But you're missing, the, you're missing the great benefit, that if you like your pr- plan, you can keep your plan. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. It drove up the cost of health insurance to all the government agencies that pay for health insurance. The federal government alone employs two million people. Who do you think pays for their health insurance? We do. The taxpayers do. So you can make it more expensive, but, and you can cheer that they got a better benefit, and it's coming right out of your pocket. <laughs> Unless, of course, you don't pay any taxes. Mm-hmm. Or so, work for cash or something. But the issue I wanted to bring up today is a different one, which is should the government be forcing unionization? What I, I have a real problem with this, and I, it, it is actually health insurance related. The Wolf administration has done two things with regards to health insurance I find very troubling. Number one, they said if you take Medicaid, which is as a hospital, which is the health insurance for poor people, people who do not pay for health insurance, if you, have, if you accept those patients, then if you have an action against you by your employees, you must allow them to unionize. Oh. Oh, that's the fa- that is the state government forcing unionization. What if the employees don't want to unionize? 
They have Just to they're anyway. Forcing this on us, they have right? to. Who passed that? I can't imagine the Republicans passed that legislation. They Cindy. did not. It's a it's a regulation that the Wolf administration actually the Wolf administration is writing this into the contract to hospitals to take Medicaid payments for patients. They've written this into the contract, yeah, this is which a big has now been exposed, and people are going, wait well, a minute. Well, Penn Live did a little article about it, but it really hasn't been much talked about yet. And it should be. There's, and there's another example, which I didn't understand. For maybe the last 10 years or more, there's been a big fight in the legislature to reform the charter school law, and it hasn't moved because, of course, the two uh, opposed opposing groups are far off of their expectations, their goals. Some things were really good. For example, when I'm a school board member, when I was on the school board, I had to disclose my financial status to the school district, right? And a taxpayer could come and see it. Um, There were ethical rules about conduct, et cetera, et cetera. And so those things were in the proposed bills, but they never got passed because of the opposing parties refusing to modify. So what happens but Wolf has his Department of Education issue regulations. Regulations subvert the General Assembly. And they issued these regulations, and the IRC, the Independent Regulatory Commission of Pennsylvania, approved them. These were supposed to make charter schools better and more uh, mindful to the taxpayers and better performing for the children. And what was one of the rules they put in there? that a charter school has to provide the same kind of health insurance that the local school district gets. Now, what on earth does that have to do with their performance in educating children? Absolutely nothing. So again, a backdoor way to force something on an organization. And I just find this very troubling. This is the new scheme of things with the government to subvert the General Assembly and to impose their philosophies on organizations, and it has nothing to do with the issue at hand. Okay. All right. We got you, Cindy. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, yep. And you didn't catch my joke, I don't think, when I mm-hmm. said, you, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. If you like your doctor, <laughs> you can keep your doctor, because that didn't happen either. Well, that's part <laughs> of the that discussion. Was, that was noted as the lie of the year. <laughs> and, and where is the outrage? You know, they carried on about President Trump for his lies, misstatements, misquotes, all of it. But they allowed a total pass to a guy who looked 330 million people in the eye, <laughs> flat lied. out lied to them <laughs> over and over again. All right, we got you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, 1-800-795-9565. we got one call coming in, upper right-hand corner, Joe. The college is responsible? What about the person who actually did the crime? I think the actually who did the crime is also responsible and pleaded well, the guilty. The college right? did the crime. They're the ones that came after the bakery. Right, but the college's response was out of line. That's that's, that's what true. We're trying that's to point out right. here. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five lower right hand corner, Joe, and then we'll said, take the break. Uh, I heard Governor Hogan of Maryland was interviewed by NBC and said that he would never support a bill similar to the Florida parental law. But he admits something. But he we admits something, but we don't know we'll what he We don't have admitted. enough characters here. We're out of space. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. Working night to buy. What a way to make a living. Getting by. It's all taking and no Thank you, Dolly. Yeah, we were talking off the air. You know, Al Gore was widely mocked for stating that he invented the Internet, but right. they did name part of him after it. Really? After What's that? The Al Gore rhythm. 
Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin's mad now. I, I wish I had the button that I could hit to <laughs> make that, that go button. away. <laughs> That's why they call it a dump button. All right, we got a caller waiting. We got oh, algorithm. Joe, Joe, Joe. It's your only joke ever. That's the best part. I'm sorry about that. Judy, thank you for waiting through the break. Thank you for calling. Yeah. We're very glad yeah. to hear from you. You're on the mark. Yes, I... Don't worry anymore because our fearless leader will take care of all of these problems. And I was convinced yesterday when I was surfing through the channels and I heard him say he got his booster shot and he said, I was able to roll my sleeve up. <laughs> and I waited with bated breath because I thought his next comment was going to be, I'm a big boy now. <laughs> no wonder they don't let him loose with the press, dear God. Keep him on I don't ever want to hear anybody say anything about what what Trump ever said. <laughs> Nothing he ever said equaled that one. Oh, I couldn't it. believe my ears. I, rolled my I truly couldn't up. believe I heard that. <laughs> Why did he say he that? He was able to roll his sleeve up. Why well, did he say that? Maybe it's a great achievement for him. I Why wanted to say anything he said? I have no idea. It's it was funny. when he was getting his booster shot. Right. Well, worse than that. He was so proud of himself because he could roll his own sleeve up. Well, worse than that, uh, he was asked by Fox News' uh, Peter Ducey uh, about his claims that uh, the Marines would find out what it's like in uh, uh, the Ukraine when they got there, um, and the other claims he made, and, and he stood right there and said, I never said that. And he, they had tape of all three things that he said that uh, Peter Ducey questioned him about, and he denied it. It's no wonder they don't let him loose. They have to keep him racked. Well, then he said when the, the press conference, he came out and made a statement and said, there'll be plenty of time next week for me to answer any questions you have. You know, they don't want him talking. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. kind of, it's kind of sad. That, that'll be all I have to say. I can't say any more. Well, that, that thank I you. think, sums it up. It's pretty absurd right, as you. it is. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> I can roll up my sleeve. Thank you. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Did we have a caller already? No, I guess no. not. All uh, right, 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about President Biden was able to roll up his own sleeve. I guess he could tie his shoes and some other cognitive uh, tests that normal people undergo on a regular basis. And uh, let's see. Talked about Congressman Keller, Oberlin uh, College, and insulin costs, upper right-hand corner. He's able to tie his shoelaces, but can he tie his tire? Does he wear clip-ons? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one of our emailers says uh, about Cindy, she was so far off that she even compared Trump and Obama's honesty. Wow. Trump has a better chance of living in a jail than the White House again. Okay. Now keep reading. Okay. Mr. Obama is at the White House today with Biden touting the success of Obamacare, his first visit to the White House since leaving office. Affordable Care Act rates have gone up 129 percent since 2013. Cindy is correct. Young people are considered the more healthy of the population, yet are footing huge insurance rates. Hardly a success story to me, signed Dennis. Well, we know that Obamacare isn't a success on several fronts. There are some advantages to it. More people are insured that might not have been insured before, but we know that costs went up disproportionately. Medical costs were already going up long before President Obama got in, but we have sh it has been empirically shown that medical costs went up disproportionately after Obamacare. You know, they, 
the, the rates were already rising, but rose more after well, the Affordable certain, Care Act. Well, there are provisions in the Affordable Care Act that would, were designed to raise prices, like allowing your kid to stay on to, what, 24, 26, forget what 25, it is, yeah. covering pre-existing conditions. But those things should have been done. I mean, they, they need to be done, and the cost of health care has to figure in those items because they are, I think, pretty much essential. All right. We could have a pluses and minuses Obamacare conversation, but it's going to come out heavy on well, the we've minuses. Had, we've had that years ago. <laughs> well, that's true. And yeah. from time to on, time since. On this show, on we, this show, we discussed yeah. Obamacare for two years straight. Uh, let's see. Oh, hit delete and then read that. All right. This is from our friend E.B., who is just such a uh, an amazingly impartial and fair guy, always sees the good in both parties. Oh, wait. This what? isn't the E.B. I know. <laughs> E.B. says, a very Jeez. interesting scientific study was just released. You know science, the thing conservatives no longer believe in because it once made Donald Trump look bad. The study showed that Fox viewers who were paid to watch CNN became much more skeptical of fake news and less susceptible to lies or biased reporting. In fact, on average, it only took three days for this to happen. In other words, when people aren't force-fed propaganda, they start to think clearer and recognize facts for what they are. Of course, conservatives won't pay any attention to the study because they like being wrong. However, it does show that it's possible to deprogram people from the Putin-loving Fox News network. In case you want to read more before quickly dis- brushing this aside for more Democratic bashing, and he gives a, a um, what a, a link to it a that link. doesn't show up as a link. But E.B., have you ever considered the fact that all they're being d- exposed to is CNN's version of propaganda? <laughs> well, but see, then you start to realize that there's two sides to the story. If you just watch Fox, then you, you a lot of people believe things from Fox that just aren't true, as there are Look, probably people from Watch NBC or CNN that they might promulgate as being true, but are not. I had friends of mine who got into a debate on Facebook about uh, Fox News and start out with this person saying Fox News is the worst thing ever, or they're lying, <laughs> cheating. But the thing is, and I I responded, I said, in my opinion, both Fox News and CNN, their news segments, strictly when they report the news, are both excellent. CNN, I give a B plus to. The problem is they tell a story, they do it fairly, they do it objectively, they report both sides, and I've heard CNN and Fox do this, and then they bring on a panel of talking head experts to tell you how you ought to feel about the story. And then, and they, then they all have their talking heads at night who tell you even more about how you ought to feel about it. Okay, and that's the, where they lose their objectivity. Right. The thing yeah, is, but, the news segments are usually pretty fair. But you saw the coverage last Friday of the unemployment numbers that came out, or the employment numbers, I guess they are. So... Did you think any of that coverage was biased? I mean, everybody was biased as though it was all great news. Now, I didn't watch Fox, so I don't know what they were doing. But, like, NBC made it sound like, oh, my gosh, finally, the second coming has occurred long before Easter. Yay, we win. But they didn't discuss inflation as part of it. No, nor supply chain, nor uh, uh, gasoline prices, nor, you know, the fact that, you know, middle class is getting squeezed out of the housing market, or the fact that, uh, you know, the uh, skills gap is widening for industries and that if you if you're in half the industries in the US now it is a real slog uphill every day just to stay in business and to stay in the black. Well, there's no doubt that the, you know the But the unemployment numbers are great. <laughs> right, we've created and they said we've created more jobs than any other administration oh, in history. And we're almost back to pre-pandemic levels. I love that one. Right, but you know the fact is he didn't create jobs, they're just coming back. People who were not well, working that's are one now factor. working. All right, so they called attention to that say we 
we're almost back to the employment uh, during the Trump administration before the pan uh, before the pandemic. But they failed to say the fact that well, it's all a business can do to survive in many cases today, and a lot of businesses just rely on their reserves one day and the next day they're you know in the in the black a little bit, and then the next day they rely on reserves. You know, so I, I I just think you know I think if the unemployment numbers went down, that's good. That is certainly uh, in a 360 degree wheel of things that can happen in the economy. That's one good degree. But there's a thousand other things going, or there's 359 other things going on. Some of which are good, many of which are bad. And uh, and uh, as one of our good restaurant owners said recently, you have to factor in the exhaustion factor. This idea that you have to constantly change the size of your restaurant based on the size of the, the number of people that you're going to get. You never know what your prices are going to be. If you want to sell your favorite things, like uh, we were out at Ard's yesterday, and uh, Kyle Ard says you won't find ribs on the menu. We have to sell them for 50 bucks a rack because we can't get them. And even if you can, they're you know they're X dollars. I forget the precise. But she says by the time it came down to the consumer, it'd be 50 dollars a rack, and they'd yeah. be left you know they'd be left over. Well, there's a favorite restaurant of mine around here that I used to get a, a chicken dish that was 12 dollars. It's now 18. Okay. So, but in any event, yeah. So I, I think if you want to see media bias, watch the media coverage last week on the mainstream media, CNN or NBC, about the jobless numbers. They made it sound like finally, you know, happy days are here again. Well, I mean, that's the way the, the mainstream media reports anything Joe Biden does. It's all wonderful. There's never a downside, never a drawback. You know, and then they say that Fox, when they when Fox does point those things out, they say that, oh, Fox is a hating oh, network. They, yeah, they, they, hate, they hate him. Or they hate Biden. <laughs> That's why they're But doing there it. are two sides to almost every story, and I don't think any news media, any news network, any newspaper that reports both sides or, you know, takes one side and exposes it and the other side and exposes it, I don't think they're doing anybody any harm. I think that's what reporting should be. I always liked, Fox used to say, we report, you decide, and a lot of people mock that, but I think that's the way it should be. We'll report the news. You make up your own mind about what it means. Well, the NPR News Hour used to be objective. I would not be able to tell you if they are today or not. I really, I don't know. I don't watch it enough. I've heard some of the podcasts, but uh, it's hard to say. But they do interview tons of Republicans, so maybe that's in their favor. Upper right-hand corner, then the break. Tom says, the cost of health care and insulin, to be specific, are determined by the health care industry and Wall Street. All the government can do is put pressure on them to lower prices. If they continue to raise prices, then the private sector isn't all McGranahan and company make it out to be. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Yeah, happy days are here again. Thank you so much. Uh, let's it's see. It's usually a faster song, actually. Uh, we got one call coming in. One is waiting in the lower not, right. Not when Barbara sings it. Okay. <laughs> so it was Keller voting no on the insulin bill. My bad. I heard Tom mention Muser. I didn't catch that. Uh, another one says, uh, hey, EB, CNN is fake news. Since they've been lying to America for years, Trump, Russia is their biggest lie. Well, that's true. And uh, we'll go to the calls. All right. Dennis, you're on the mark. Yes. Good morning, guys. Um, I didn't hear all of Friday's talk. I was distracted from something else, but maybe this was covered on Friday, but you know the seven-hour gap in the, the phone story from Trump? Records, phone logs. These are written phone logs, yep. Yeah. Do you know that CNN had to admit the story was false? That... Uh, that according to how they released it, they said and it was the gap was reportedly due to ordinary um, landlines and cell phone use, and they said the whole thing was a hoax to, to bring that out, and it was proliferated by the New Yorker, CNN, the Atlantic, and all them. But actually, CNN, given credit, they they said no, the story was false. They admitted that on Thursday night. And I don't know if anybody else has brought that to the forefront. I didn't see that they admitted it was false. I saw that they were first to start to reporting that that's actually normal, that there'd be lengthy gaps in their logs because President Trump used well, cell phones. Well, the report that E.B. and others were talking about was that uh, it was a criminal act. And, right. of course, CNN is saying, no, it wasn't criminal. It can easily be explained. Right. And as we tried to point out on this show, it's not just President Trump who touches those on a daily basis. There's a half a dozen other people associated right. with him till it gets all the way right. back to the Congressional Committee. Sure, and uh, like but last week, and, and we won't mention names, but some of the callers, oh, Trump did this, and Trump is behind it, and he's hiding, and, and I'm <laughs> like, why do people jump to conclusions? As I often say, how many people's hands are in these pies when they're being made, you know? So, but anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there, because I haven't right, heard anybody you. discuss it yet. That they, uh, we mentioned that it briefly story. Friday. All right, thank you, Dennis. Oh, you did. Okay, thanks. You had two minutes. Right. Well, that's fine. He's done. Oh, he was? He made his conclusion. Oh, okay. I thought he was still going. No. You have to actually listen to the callers. So. I was paying close attention. No, I thought he was still talking when you hung up. think you were. <laughs> think I was. One of our good listeners says there's a long delay as you approach Ridge Road in Northumberland area because of tree trimming near the bypass outlet there. So be aware of that. So slow going north and south in that particular area. And then Tom, who just can't say anything nice about anybody, <laughs> <laughs> except Joe Biden, says, Fox News, we distort. You abide. Okay, abide. <laughs> There's a word you only hear in church nowadays. Uh, let's abide see. with me. It was a great hymn. Chris, <laughs> go right ahead. Well, first of all, about the uh, insulin thing, I remember that was, uh, I think, the summer before the election that Trump was uh, claiming he cut, cut insulin prices, and all a lot of your callers were calling up and said, oh, yes, he, he actually did. Mine dropped from... Uh, $1,200 a week to month or whatever to $300 or something and giving all the credit to Trump and I called up and pointed out that the bill didn't make anything effective until after uh, Trump left office and they still kept calling up claiming it was due to Trump that their prices got lowered. 
But then the Biden administration postponed it three different times and then finally killed it. We try not to let the facts get in the way. Do you know what that policy was? How few people it actually affected? No, but you can tell us. (laughs) Very small number who are getting a a drug through a federal program of a certain type. Okay. That, and so it wouldn't affect most a lot of users anyway, but you know you can you can make up things as you go, I guess. And then uh, let's see. Oh, I had something else in mind too. But I also looked up on the internet. I listened to five minutes and forty-eight seconds of uh, Biden getting his shot, and there was nothing about rolling up his sleeve that I heard. Unless the radio drowned it out just as that was happening or something. Oh, he said it. <laughs> Did he? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I, I couldn't find any reference. Even the right wing, uh, usually uh, if you get a phony quote that's going around and It'll... somebody calls in on this, it's all the right wing sites have it all over the place. It'll be on tonight. And on then Tucker. you find out it was doctored or something. But I don't know. I, I don't know where she would heard that maybe it was a speech afterwards who knows but uh, it seems unlikely to me but unless it was done in a humorous way or he was saying we're rolling up our sleeves to get these shots well regardless even even if the quote is totally made up the fact of the matter is he's struggling so that much that's uh, the caller's point you mentioned the, or Joe mentioned the, the if you can, uh, you can keep your doctor stuff, mm-hmm. and that was true for a large number of people. Well, you can Very keep your doctor. Yeah. Had any were forced to change anything about their health care, and even and compared to what the system was before, you had no control over ch- being guaranteed the same doctor either. Okay. Well, I think the point, though, is that the uh, premiums went up disproportionately higher after Obamacare became law, and that many people could keep their doctor, but it would be very difficult for a lot of companies to keep the plan that were people were in. So, you know, you didn't just have this but choice. But that was Your chain plans were changing all the time. In fact, the, sometimes they were, your, the area you were in wasn't even covered by the same plan anymore. Yep. And if you're in an HMO, which is the way a lot of people get it, then your your doctors are controlled to a large extent anyway. Okay. And it it really uh, mattered very little changing to Obamacare on that. Okay. All right. That's it. Come on, Chris. Well, I could, uh, could talk about the Oberlin thing. Yep, you got one minute. I don't know for sure, but the the woman who did it, I guess she either was she was a dean of students or something. Right, it was was a man. Mostly her who was who was behind it. She's at another college now. They got rid of her, but I have no idea. the 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 business is still in it operating, so it wasn't destroyed at all. By the way, well, they're now they're really going to be operating. Well, they were able to demonstrate significant losses, and so that the judge awarded them twenty-five million dollars. No, that that was for punishment for the university as well. It wasn't the losses of the the losses of uh, the business were much smaller than that. All right, we got to go. This is uh, WDK. Okay, Sunbury.